You are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to cover in today's edition of the podcast. We'll be catching up with BYU quarterback commit Soljay Maeva. Plays out at St. John's College High School in Washington, D.C. He explains how he went from Kahuku High School on the island of Oahu in Hawaii to get all the way to Washington, D.C. and why he decided to commit to BYU on fall. Father's Day. You can hear from him in the second segment of today's podcast. First segment of today's podcast, we'll talk a little bit about some recruiting news and also our player profile. We are on day at number 64 as we continue to count you down towards the Holy War. And of course, we'll catch up on all the other BYU news in the final segment of today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Twillery. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in a moment. And with that, let's get going. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for June 26th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars. I'm your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network, and thanks again for taking the time to check out this show on a Wednesday edition. The weather here along the Wasatch Front, we are officially in summer, and I can't complain really. We haven't necessarily had 100 degree days yet, but of course we've got July and August to go, so I'm sure those are coming. But I'm going to enjoy these upper 80s for the time being. It's a blast to be with you guys on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Let's kick things off today. A story coming out. Over the weekend, I think is when it came out on 24-7 Sports, Blair Angulo, who's one of their national writers, caught up with four-star offensive tackle Andrew Gentry. Uh, Of course, his brother JT Gentry is a member of the BYU football program. We profiled JT last Friday as part of our player countdown series right here on the podcast. And I talked about how important JT could be in terms of Andrew deciding to commit to BYU with his original commitment date set for later this week on June 28th. Well, according to the story from Blair Angelo, it sounds like he will uh, push that back. He's got one more official visit he could make. He visited BYU officially last week, then went to Michigan over the weekend. He said that both trips went well as he continues to sort through his options. But he says it's probably going to push back until later in the fall, maybe after the season before he ultimately makes the decision. Now, I know if you're a BYU fan, that makes you scared a little bit because teams like Michigan have a very good track record when it comes to attracting top talent. But I still think BYU's in the lead for this. I'm sure Michigan gave him something to think about. He's already previously visited Notre Dame, who was on him hot and heavy early on in this process, and he was considered a lean at that point to go to Notre Dame. But all things considered, the 51 over, number 51 overall prospect, number six among offensive tackles, and the top prospect in the state of Colorado for the 2020 class, speaking of Andrew Gentry, I think that BYU is still in the lead here. I understand it's not necessarily on the time frame that BYU coaches and fans would like him to commit doing that later this week, really giving BYU a boost in the recruiting rankings. He's got all kinds of guys chasing him. Guys like Soljay Maeva, who you'll hear from in the next segment, have tweeted at Andrew Gentry saying, hey, you need to commit. You need to join this program. But we'll see how it is. We'll see how it goes. I not see how it is. We'll see how it goes this fall when he decides to make that makes that decision he hasn't necessarily nailed down when he will make that decision once again but it's going to be very interesting to see if BYU sticks in here and if he does make another official visit somewhere else 
Like I said, he's a top 100, almost a top 50 recruit nationally. Would be one of the crown jewels of BYU's 2020 recruiting class to add a kid like him. Six foot eight, 310 pound prospect. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think he's BYU's best offensive line prospect since John Tate in the 1990s. Um, any of you remember John Tate for BYU as a standout, went on to an all-pro NFL career for a decade in the pro ranks, and I think Andrew Gentry is every bit the prospect that John Tate was. Who knows if he pans out to the same level that John Tate did, but in terms of just the caliber of athlete that Andrew Gentry is, he could be a big-time impact for the Cougars if they are able to ink his uh, signature. And it would be a big-time coup for the Cougars to grab him because, like I said, teams like Michigan, Alabama, Notre Dame have all been in on Andrew Gentry trying to garner his attention. But him being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a top-notch athlete, I've been told he has a 4.0 GPA. Uh, a kid, I don't know if he harbors ambitions of going on a mission at some point. His older brother, Andrew, did go on mission before enrolling at BYU, but all things considered, picking up a kid of this caliber would be a big time addition for the Cougars. I want to talk a minute here, so I guess one final thought on that with Andrew Gentry is that don't fret too much BYU fans. I understand that him pushing back his commitment date makes you a little wary of if he ultimately will join BYU or if he's going to sign elsewhere, but I think his family connections to the Cougars, having a brother on the team, still gives BYU a leg up in the end of this. I could very well be wrong, but I've got my 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 eyes and my heart set on Andrew Gentry joining BYU as a member of the 2020 class, and we'll track it for you. We're still working on trying to get him on the podcast again. We've had him on previously. We'll see if we can get him on again to get more of a clearer idea when he expects to make that ultimate decision in terms of committing to a program, but we'll keep you updated as anything else develops in this story. Uh, before we take a break here, let's talk about day number 64 as you continue to count you down towards Towards the Holy War, I wanted to talk about Tyler Batty, a defensive lineman from Payson High School, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds in high school, was a standout athlete on a Lions squad that has not been good for quite a while. But Batty was a standout tight end and defensive line prospect for the Lions during his collegiate uh, during his high school career. His collegiate career is going to join; he'll be joining BYU. And with no player listed at number sixty-four on the roster, I figure we go with one of the return missionaries who's expected to join BYU this coming fall. Uh, Batty's an interesting prospect. I don't think he's an elite pass rusher per se, but he plays with a motor and an edge that can very much be beneficial to BYU's defensive line. I think he'd come in, and if he doesn't necessarily bulk up to the size of a defensive tackle, he very well could play that defensive end position that Zach uh, Daw is going to play for BYU this fall. Uh, Daw is going to be more of that edge-setting defensive end. Daw has some pass rush ability, but more in the line of he's able to set the edge, really help BYU out and run support, hold up multiple blockers. That's the type of player I think that Tyler Batty can be for BYU when he enrolls with the Cougars. Uh, he's going to have to take some time to get back from a mission. Guys who go on missions who are defensive linemen or offensive linemen usually either gain a bunch of weight or lose a bunch of weight, and they have to get themselves back into shape. Tyler Batty, I would guess, is probably a candidate for a red shirt this fall, maybe plays in some games late in the season if he's able to get into some decent shape towards the end of the year. But I think he's a solid addition for BYU, a local kid. You don't hear a lot of guys coming out of Payson High School recently in terms of Division I athletes, but 
Tyler Batty is actually a good athlete, just played for a team that wasn't necessarily successful, but he was the man amongst boys at the high school level where he played. So day number 64, as he counts you down to the Holy War, is number 64, Tyler Batty, defensive lineman for BYU. All right, we'll take a time out here. Come back on the other side. You'll hear from Soljay Mayava, a quarterback prospect recently committed to BYU, has very much been in the mix and trying to attract guys like Andrew Gentry to join him in the 2020 class at BYU. You'll hear his thoughts on why he decided to commit to BYU and what he expects to do for the Cougars once he enrolls for enrolls in school in Provost. You'll hear from him next right here on Locked On Cougars. Before we do that, I do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Twillery.com. Reminding you guys, they want to help you restock your closet and the shirts in your closet and make it as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge. Easy, affordable, and the perfect fit, which all of it being guaranteed. They have a shop and bundle style that gives guys access to shirts that our competitors are selling for $100 or more for just $55 per shirt. An absolutely phenomenal price, guys. They have free shipping and returns. If it doesn't fit, send it back. They'll make sure you're taken care of. And they include free brush nickel collar stays with each shirt. Go to Locked On Cougars uh, promo code here, Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at Twillery.com slash Locked On and get $25 off. Hopefully I explained that correctly. Promo code $25 off using the promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Save yourself some money, restock the shirts in your closet, whatever type of shirt you have to wear. You have to wear a button-up to work every day. You have to wear a full suit. They've got every type of shirt you're going to need to make sure you look and feel your best. They're cool, they're comfortable, and they're absolutely phenomenal. So check them out, guys. Twillery.com slash locked on. Save $25 off and restock your closet and your shirts and make it real easy with Twillery. Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for downloading the show and joining us. I'm going to be welcoming in right now Sol J. Mayava, quarterback from St. John's College High School in Washington, D.C., also a former uh, Kahuku Red Raider. Sol J., how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, appreciate taking the time, Sol J. I guess first things first, what made you want to decide, what made you decide this was the time to commit to BYU? Um, as far as my commitment, um, I didn't want to uh, go into my season uncommitted, so, and I felt that the BYU coaches were recruiting me the hardest out of all the schools, and Coach A-Rod and Coach Fessy would always come out and see me, you know, 24-7, and uh, Coach Grimes as well, and Coach A-Rod was the first QB coach, <laughs> was the first QB coach that came out. Uh, to see me in D.C., and so I respected him a lot for that, and he always continued to come out. Um, and as far as my commitment, you know, I, I, I've been wanting to commit. I just had to get the okay from my parents, and I just needed my mom. My dad was okay with it, and my mom just she needed to talk to me about, you know, committing to BYU and upholding the honor code and whatnot. And so it's been like a long about a lecture, I guess, the night before I committed. She wanted to make sure you understood it, right? Yes, exactly. So that was why. All right. 
Well, you yeah. talked to, you talked about Aaron Roderick, BYU's quarterbacks coach. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's been kind of recruiting you while he was at Utah, and then also while he's been at BYU. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, what's your relationship with him like? Uh, we're we're tight. We're close. It's like, well, you know, we've built a great relationship. Um, he's been. I've been constantly in contact with him, you know. He's been always coming out to see me, you know. And uh, as of right now, it's, it's just growing stronger. You know, it's like it's like we're just friends hanging out and whatnot. Um, and I feel like he's building a good uh, relationship with my parents as well, my grandparents, uh, with my quarterback coach, Coach Drew. So it's like, it's just like we're... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just we're connected, I guess. <laughs> hey, I, 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 connection is probably, I think it explains a lot right there. If I remember correctly, when you were in eighth grade, you were at a camp that Jim Harbaugh was at, and he offered you a scholarship from Michigan. Is that true? Yes. Well, okay, what was that experience like? You're in eighth grade. You're not even in high school yet, but you have a coach from a Big Ten school, one of the most preeminent programs in college football, says, hey – when you're when you finally get to high school and whatnot, we want you to come to Michigan. What was that feeling like? Sure, there was uh, more than words could explain. I mean, I was just I I don't even know. I was speechless at the moment. My mom was crying. Even a lot of my aunties and cousins were like crying a little bit. It didn't. Nobody expected that, honestly. Because he hosted a couple camps around the island, and then he came down to the North Shore. And um, I was grateful, you know. I was thankful, especially, you know, Heavenly Father blessing me with that that type of opportunity. And with that moment, I just, it was just surreal. I didn't know what the heck, like, I didn't even know, honestly, what the thing. All my friends were going crazy. They're like, what the heck, can't believe we got an offer. And I was like, I know, me too. <laughs> especially an East Coast team. So it was, it was more, I was more than grateful to get that offer. Well, kind of, unexpected. Yeah, yeah it kind of sent you on a path now where you've committed to BYU. Uh, can I ask what 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 preempted you to move clear across the country, about as far as you possibly can go, to go play in Washington D.C. after being in Hawaii? Um, it was just uh, Hawaii. I didn't really have, you know, a set uh, QB coach, the Kuku coaching staff. You know, it was changing as we know. Um, this was it would have been my third head coach if I stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fourth OC if I stayed as well too so you know it was just hard for not just me but the rest of the kids you know adjusting to different coaches it was just unhealthy I guess um, And uh, but I did have a QB coach who was my I got one my 10th grade year Brian Ayat who uh, who also came on he just came on he helped me he would work me out and help me as far as you know uh, understanding defenses and whatnot, but he wouldn't really touch my mechanics, I guess. So when Drew Almobai, the QB coach here at uh, St. John's, uh, you know, contacted me, we've been in contact. Like, he used to always come and work me out and whatnot when he come to Hawaii. So he asked me if I wanted to play with him. I didn't. I told him no, and then my mom tricked me into taking a plane ride out here to Washington <laughs> to the school, and I did, like, a like an official visit, I guess, for high school. It's about two days. Uh-huh. And on the second day, I told the head coach that I was, that I'm committed to coming to, to the school. So 
my mom was kind of mad though after because she didn't expect me to say that without even talking to her. Oh, she. Then, okay. Yeah, and then we went home, talked about it, and then I moved. So the reason why I moved was because my St. John's was offering me this opportunity to work with Coach Drew, uh, who was an Elite 11 guy who, who really did develop me, you know, a lot over this past season. And um, also the competition of our schedule, our national schedule, is more than I could ever ask for. And, you know, you just don't get that type of stuff at Kahuku. And the facilities are great. You know, they, they really prepare you as far as getting ready for the next level, which which I felt would have been the best move for me. All right. The reason I chuckled in the middle of that is because I don't know if you remember, if you know about the show. Have you ever heard of the show The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes. Okay, well, it almost sounds a little... I know it's not completely because your mom didn't expect you to commit and everything to go there and everything, but it almost sounds like, yeah, she tricked you into taking this flight. I'm going to send you to Washington, D.C. I'm going to drop you there, and then you're going to figure things out. It just kind of... It struck me as a story like that. Oh, yeah. That's funny. All right. Uh, so, Soljay, uh, talking with Soljay Mayava, quarterback from St. John's College High School here. He plays out in Washington, D.C., formerly of Kahuku High School out on the out on Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, Soljay, when it comes to BYU, what about their system excites you? Uh, their system, I feel like their system is very similar to the system we run at St. John's. I mean, they run a, they use a bunch of tight ends. We use a bunch of tight ends too, especially this upcoming season. We're going to use the tight end a lot more. Um, I believe BYU's tight end is like the best in the country, honestly. And um, as far as the system, we run a similar system. They run a lot of spread, a lot of, uh, I guess, a pro-style type of offense as well with the spread. So I feel like uh, we offense are very similar. So it should be pretty easy transition for me as far as transitioning from St. John's to BYU. And Coach Drew's been doing a good job of that now since uh, I've committed, so he's been looking at what they do and looking at what we do and trying to connect or make it similar to as well. So it's been going pretty good so far as, as that. How would you describe your game? I know a lot of people describe you as a dual-threat quarterback. Is that how you kind of see yourself, or do you see yourself as another type of player? A dual threat. Um, everybody says it's dual threat, but I mean, I'm not gonna disagree. But I'm trying to just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. You could say that I'm a dual threat. I just, I'm just trying to work on my passing game more than running. But you know, I always keep keep my running tool in my back pocket whenever I need to, whenever I need to use it. So would you say you're trying to kind of do what Russell Wilson is, where he is a pass-first guy, but he can run it if need be? Yes. <laughs> I think every BYU fan is very happy to hear that because that's what they kind of like to see on the field. Uh, so when it came to deciding to go to BYU, you said your mom gave you a big, long lecture about the honor code. What um, Do you have any family connections to BYU? What did your mom say in particular? Oh, yes. I have a lot of family at BYU. I mean, uh, my uncle Raymond Naliai played there. Um, who else played there? Shoot. Uh, I mean, Jack the Mooney. Okay. You know, he's like family to me. Uh, my uncle T.O., you know, he played there. 
Um, we have quite a few, but um, yeah, and connection to BYU. Shoot, I mean, I mean, I just I'm a member, so I always know about BYU <laughs> and the rivalries and whatnot. It was a familiar place but, um, to you, yeah. Yeah, it's like familiar, no matter no matter what. Okay, so you said your what mom. Was the second part? Yeah, so you said I was gonna oh, yeah, yeah. say your mom had talked to you about BYU. What did she have to say in particular? What was, what was her concern? She just wanted to make sure you were straight up on what BYU was about. What was the issue? Yeah, it was just pretty much to make sure that I'm in check in what I'm doing and what I'm about to commit to, and make sure I know and that pretty much if I'm gonna commit to BYU, I should. It's pretty much becoming a simple member, so she told me that she's already getting doubt and whatnot. <laughs> okay. And so yeah, yeah, she told me like, like I'm basically gonna be a temple member playing football, and she said she was just giving me, a, uh, she was just pretty much like she was talking to me a lot about being worthy and making sure I keep my standards and whatnot making sure because she just she feels like if I'm going to be the quarterback there I better make sure that I'm on top of my game and make sure my relationship with Heavenly Father is is 100% because if I mess up you know things will not going to look good <laughs> you are yeah sure. you are the quarterback at BYU that's a pretty high profile job right yeah all right uh, so last thing for me here Soul Jays I kind of want to open it up to you is there anything you'd like to let BYU fans know about yourself or your game that they should be excited about when you finally do join the Cougars? Know about my game? Um, or just about yourself yeah, in general, I guess. About myself? Um, as far as my game, I say um, I'm a winner. I compete a lot. Um, as far as myself, shoot, I've been learning how to cut my own hair. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I came out here. There's no barber on my team, so and I don't like to pay for the haircut, so I just cut my own hair. <laughs> yeah, I've been learning how to do that. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah, that's something. That's a fun fact, I guess. That's a skill, absolutely. Because if you can do it yourself, I think you can help other people. You you can do both, right? Yeah, I cut I cut one of my friends' hair in West Virginia. Oh, he's like my cousin. We went down to Tennessee, and he let me cut his hair. It was pretty. I think I cut it nice. All I right. Hey. That's absolutely a skill. So, yeah, we'll take that. Well, Sol J, thank you for the time. We'll catch up with you as your senior season gets a little bit closer here, see how things are going, and we'll track you all the way through signing day and everything, okay? Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. There you have it. Thank you to Sol J Mayava for taking the time. It was a pleasure to catch up with him. and. I'm telling you guys, there's very much a trend of quarterbacks BYU has been recruiting of late, and Soljay fits right into it. Not necessarily the tallest prospect, not, not necessarily the most polished arm, but an athlete who, who can play well. You heard him say he'd like to prove that he is a quarterback who can throw, but run up as, a, as a tool in his tool belt, and I think that's phenomenal. Guys like Zach Wilson very much are in that same mold, and I think that's what BYU is going to be recruiting going forward so long as Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick are 
are kind of heading up BYU's offense. And once again, uh, Soljay, a great athlete. I think he'll be a great ambassador for BYU. He's been very active on social media and recruiting other guys to commit to BYU. Like I mentioned in the last segment, Andrew Gentry is one of the guys he's been talking to, and I don't blame him one bit. You want every bit of protection you can get when you're going to BYU. Uh, Soljay expected to play uh, enroll right away at BYU and play at least a year before deciding if he's going to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We'll see what pans out with that. But once again, thanks to Soljay Mayava for taking the time to join me right here on the podcast. Uh, before we go, real quick, I want to remind you guys, when you are driving around to or from work, you're making your commute, driving around town, whatever you got going on, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Cougars, and we'll be right there with you for that drive. We'll keep you up to date on everything you need to know about BYU. You'll hear from prospects, coaches. You'll have all the latest news in BYU sports. That is our goal with this podcast each and every day. So a reminder for you, when you get in that, your car, tell your smart device, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you're always up to date on the latest in BYU sports news. All right, we'll step aside here, come back with our final segment, catch up on some other BYU news that's been happening. That's all coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, final segment on this Wednesday edition of the show. Thank you in advance for your guys' continued support of the podcast. I want to encourage you guys to follow the show on whichever social media platforms you check us out on. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can find us at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, or you can drop the show a note via email at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We're also available on all the major podcast platforms. Please follow along there. And if you don't mind taking a minute, give us a good rating and review. Those five-star reviews are worth their weight in gold, and I thank you guys in advance for doing that. All right, one piece of news for you before we close out today's show is that the Jimmer is on the move again in the NBA. Uh, He, of course, was picked up late in the season last year by the Phoenix Suns, had that uh, wild atmosphere here at Vivint Smart Home Arena when he took on the Utah Jazz in his debut for the Suns. Didn't shoot it all that well in his kind of trial period with Phoenix, but it appears that the Suns have decided to decline the the option they had on Fred's contract for next season, and it looks like he'll be joining the Golden State Warriors Summer League team trying to make a roster spot with the Warriors. Of course, the Warriors very much in flux. Any of you that are NBA fans, I would encourage you guys, by the way, to go to Locked On NBA Net with NBA free agency going on. You can keep track of everything going on in the NBA. I know the free agency period is actually more entertaining in some cases than the regular season. So go to Locked On NBA Net. You can follow all the Locked On Podcast Network's NBA hosts as they break the news for you throughout the next couple of weeks. But uh, Jimmer is going to be joining the Golden State Warriors. They're in flux. Of course, Kevin Durant having suffered a ruptured Achilles tendon might be leaving the franchise in free agency. Clay Thompson tore his ACL in the NBA Finals. He'll be out until at least midseason next year, if not the entire year. Well, Jimmer might have his opportunity to prove what he can do for the Warriors, and here's hoping that his good showing in summer camp, summer summer league, excuse me. Not summer camp, summer league with the Golden State Warriors and can maybe land a roster spot playing with the Warriors. I think it'd be a good spot for him. He'd have his opportunity to shoot threes at a high clip. He's going to have to prove that he can play off the ball, obviously, because Steph Curry is a ball dominant guard and, in my opinion, one of the top three players in the NBA. So, 
it'll be interesting to see how Jimmer fits in with the Warriors, but congratulations to him on continuing his NBA journey now with the Golden State Warriors. All right, that is today's edition of the podcast. Thank you again for joining the show on this Wednesday edition. We'll be back tomorrow. A lot more to cover on BYU Sports. You'll hear from coaches, players, prospects. We'll have it all covered for you on this daily podcast, all covering BYU. And I want to thank you guys once again for taking the time to download the show. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this, and we'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for June 26th, 2019.